0: Hello and welcome to Battle Ready with Missy Armstrong. We are going to prepare ourselves for battle by learning about the characters in the Bible. Learning about their victories and their defeats. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome. My name is Missy Armstrong. And if it's your first time here, hi. We're so happy that you're listening and we hope you get a lot out of the lesson today. If this is not your first time, welcome. Hi and welcome. My name is Missy Armstrong. And we're going to be jumping into the third portion or part three of Joseph's Life. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you enjoy it and you learn something. So where we caught off last time, Joseph was just taken from prison. He interpreted Pharaoh's dreams. He was placed as second in command in all of Egypt. And then the famine hit. Now, Joseph is in charge or was in charge during the first seven years of collecting all the excess abundance of food and grains that were there in egypt during the seven good years and then the seven bad years have begun and joseph is in charge of dispersion of the the food that they had gathered during the seven good years and the famine is hit and it's not only hit egypt but it's also hit the land of canaan it's hit all of these things all of these areas around and so nobody really has food but egypt and so that is where we begin in genesis 42 so when jacob learned that there was grain in egypt he said to his sons why do you just keep looking at each other he continued i have heard that there is grain in egypt go down there and buy some for us So that we may live and not die. Then the ten sons. The ten of Joseph's brothers. Went down to buy grain from Egypt. But Jacob did not send Benjamin. Joseph's brother. With the other brothers. Because he was afraid that harm might come to him. So Israel's sons were among those who went to buy grain. But there was a famine in the land of Canaan also. Now Joseph was the governor of the land, the person who sold the grain to all the people. So when Joseph's brothers arrived, they bowed down to him with their faces to the ground. As soon as Joseph saw his brothers, he recognized them. But he pretended to be a stranger and spoke harshly to them. Where do you come from? he asked. From the land of Canaan, they replied, to buy food. Although Joseph recognized his brothers, they did not recognize him. Then he remembered his dreams about them and said to them, Are you spies? Have you come to see where our land is unprotected? No, my lord, they answered. Your servants have come to buy food. We are all the sons of one man. Your servants are honest men, not spies. No, he said to them. ...you have come here to see if this land is unprotected. But they replied, Your servants were were twelve brothers, the sons of one man, who lives in the land of Canaan. The youngest is now with the father, and one is no more. And Joseph said to them, It is just as I told you, you are spies, and this is how you will be treated. As surely as Pharaoh lives... You will not leave this place unless your youngest brother comes here. Send one of your number to get your brother. The rest of you will be kept in prison. as <clears throat> So that your words may be tested to see if you are telling the truth. If not, then as surely as Pharaoh lives, you are spies. And he put them all in the custody in custody for three days. On the third day, Joseph said to them, do this and you will live for i fear god if you are honest men let one of your brothers stay here in prison while the rest of you go and take grain back to your starving households but you must bring your youngest brother to me so that i can see that your words may be verified that and that you may not die this they proceeded to do they said to one another surely We are being punished because of our brother. We saw how distressed he was when he pleaded with us for his life. But we would not listen. And this is why this distress has come to us. Reuben replied, Didn't I tell you not to sin against the boy? But you didn't listen. Now we must give an accounting of his blood. They did not realize that Joseph could understand them since they were using an interpreter. He turned away from them and began to weep, but then came back and spoke to them again. He and Simon, he had Simon taken from them and bound before their eyes. Joseph gave orders to fill their bags with grain to put each man man silver back in the sack to give them them, excuse me and to give them provisions for their journey after this was done for them they loaded their grain on their donkeys and left at the place where they stopped for one good I'm sorry my throat is so dry this morning let me start back at the beginning of that verse At the place where they stopped for the for the night, one of them opened the sacks to get feed for his donkey. And they saw the silver in the mouth of the sack. My silver has been returned, he said to his brothers. Here, it's in my sack. Their hearts sank and they turned to each other trembling and said, What is this that God has done to us? Then they came to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan, and they told him all that had happened. And they said, The man who is the Lord spoke harshly to us and treated us as if we were spying on the land. But we said to him, We were honest men. We were not spies. We were twelve brothers, sons of one father. One is no more, and the youngest is now his father in the land of Canaan. Then the man, who is the Lord over the land, said to us, This is how I will know whether you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers here with me, and take food for your starving household and go. Then bring your youngest brother to me, so that I can know that you are not spies, but honest men. Then, when I, then I will give your brother back to you, and you can trade in the land. As they were emptying their sacks... They eat. There in each man's sack was a pouch of silver. Then they and their father saw the money pouches and they were frightened. Their father Jacob said to them, You have deprived me of my children. Joseph is no more and Simon is no more. And then you've deprived them. Then now you want to take Benjamin. Everything is against me. Then Reuben said to his father. You may put both of my sons to death. If I do not bring him back to you. Entrust him in my care. And I will bring him back. But Jacob said. My son will not go down there with you. His brother is dead. And he is the only one left. If harm comes to him on the journey. You are taking. You will bring. My gray head down. To gray to the grave in sorrow now the famine was severe in the land so they had eaten all the grain they had brought from Egypt and their father said to them go back and buy more food and Judah said to him the man warned us solemnly you will not see the, my face again unless your brother is with you if you will send your our brother along with us we will go down and buy food for you But if you will not send him we will not go down because the man said to us you will not see my face unless your brother is with you. Israel said why did you bring such this trouble on me by telling the man you had another brother. They replied the man questioned us closely about ourselves and our family. Is your father still living he asked us do you have another brother we simply answered his questions how were we to know he would say bring your brother down here then Judah said to Israel his father send the boy along with me and I will go at once so we and you and our children may live and not die I myself will guarantee his safety you can hold me personally responsible for him if I do not bring him back to you And set him here before you I will bear the blame before you all before you all my life as it is if we have not delayed we could have gone and returned twice then their father Israel said to them if it must be then do this put some of the best products of the land on in your bags And take them down to the man as a gift. A little balm and a little honey. Some spices and myrrh. Some pistachio nuts and almonds. Take double the amount of silver with you. For you must return the silver back. Into the mouths of the sacks. Purchase. uh, Perhaps it was a mistake. Take your brother. Also and go back to the man at once. And may God almighty grant mercy before you the before the man so that you the he will let your brother and Benjamin come back with you. As for me, if I am bereaved, I'm bereaved. So the man took the gifts and doubled the amount of silver And Benjamin also. They hurried down to Egypt. And presented themselves to Joseph. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them. He said to the steward of the house. Take these men to my house. Slaughter an animal. And prepare a meal. They are to eat. With me at noon. The man did as Joseph told him. And took the men to Joseph's house. Now the men were frightened. When they were taken into the house, they thought they were brought here because of the silver that was put back in the sacks the first time. He wants to attack us and overpower us and seize seize us as slaves and take our donkeys. So they went up to Joseph's steward and spoke to him at the entrance of the house. We beg your pardon, our Lord, they said. We came down here the first time to buy food. But at the place where we stopped for the night, we opened the sacks. And each of us found silver, the exact weight, in the mouth of the sack. So we brought it back with us. We have also brought an additional silver with us to buy food. We didn't know who put the silver in our sacks. It is all right, he said. Do not be afraid. Your God, the God of your father, has given your tre- giving you treasure in your sacks. I received your silver. Then he bought Simon out, brought Simon out to them. The steward took a look at the men and took the men into Joseph's house. Gave them water, washed their feet, and provided fodder for their donkeys. They prepared get their gifts for Joseph's arrival at noon, because they heard that they were to eat there. When Joseph came home, they presented him the gifts and brought they had brought into his house and they bowed down before the ground before him to the ground. He asked them how they were and then he said, "How is your aged father you told me about is he still living?" They replied your servant our father is still alive and well and then they bowed down prostrating themselves before him as he looked down and saw Benjamin his own mother's son he asked is this your youngest brother the one you told me about he said God is gracious to you my son and deeply moved at the sight of his brother Joseph hurried out and looked for a place to weep he went into a private room and wept there after he had washed his face he came out controlling himself served the food they served him they served him by himself the brothers by themselves and the egyptians who ate with him by themselves because egyptians could not eat with hebrews for this is a detestable. This is detestable to Egyptians. The men had been seated before him, in order of their ages, from the firstborn to the youngest, and they looked at each other in astonishment when the, the portions were served to them from Joseph's table. Benjamin's forces, portion was five times as much as anyone else, so they feasted and drank freely with him. I know this was a large section to read. But it is a pretty interesting section. Uh, the famine. Have really taken. Taking it's toll on everyone. And. Of course Jacob sends his. Sons into Egypt having no idea. That Joseph is the one in charge. Not even thinking Joseph is alive. Right. And then. The brothers go to the man in charge of the food, and it's Joseph. And Joseph tells him, like, tells them, like, they will, he wants Benjamin brought to them. They don't know that he is their brother, they don't realize that. You know, he is who he is. And during this section of his story, of course, his dream comes true. His brothers bow to him. And they don't realize, the ki- they, the brothers don't realize that they are fulfilling this dream that Joseph had so many years before. And Joseph's treatment of his brothers at this point. Seems somewhat er uncharacteristic for a second. You know. Uh, But you have to realize like. He's testing his brothers I'm pretty sure. You know he is seeing. Will they bring Benjamin back? Benjamin was. The baby was close in age to J- uh, to Joseph. And was also the son of the same mother. So, Joseph would have had a, a pretty good relationship probably with Benjamin. And so, he asked him to come back. And obviously, you know, he steps away to cry a couple of times. Because... He hasn't seen his family. In so long. And they don't even recognize who he is. But he still blesses them. He puts the money back. So he gives them the grain. Right? This. This is absolutely a different Joseph than the one they put in the hole so many years before. And Joseph, in this section, obviously experienced a great deal of emotions and a a great deal of emotional pain. Seeing his family and remembering all of these things that happened, but he is a different guy. He is not the same man that was thrown in a hole, and so. Let's continue on. And. Let's see what happens next. We're in Genesis 44 now. So now Joseph. Gave these instructions to the steward of the house. Fill the man's sack with as much food as they can carry. And put this each man's silver back in the sack. Then put my silver cup. In the mouth of the youngest sack. among this silver with his grain and he did as joseph said as the morning dawned the men set away for their donkeys they had gone n- not far from the city when joseph said to the steward go after the men at once and when you catch up with them say to them why have you repaid good with evil isn't this cup my m- isn't isn't this my master's cup from which he drinks and uses for divination? This wicked thing has, what wicked thing have you done? When he caught up with them, he repeated the words to them. But they said to him, why does the Lord say such things? Far be it from your servants to do anything like that. Even when... Even, but we even brought back to you from the land of Canaan... The silver we put inside the mouths of our sacks. So, why would we steal silver and gold from the master's house? If any of your servants is found to have it... If any of the servants have been found to have it... We will die. And the rest of us will become your my Lord's slaves... very well then he said let it be as you say whoever is found to have become whoever is found to have it will become a slave and the rest of you will be free from blame each of them quickly lowered their sack to the ground and opened it and the steward proceeded to search it beginning with the oldest and ending with the youngest and the youngest Benjamin it was found in his sack and at this, they tore their clothes, and they all loaded their donkeys and returned to the city. Joseph was still in the house when Judah and his brothers came in. And they threw themselves on the ground before him. And Joseph said to them, What is this that you have done? Do you know that a man like me can find them find things out by divination? What can you... What can we say to my Lord? Judah replied. What can we say? How can we prove our innocence? God has uncovered your servant's guilt. We are now my Lord's slaves. We ourselves and who, and one, the one who you found to have the cup. But Joseph said to them, For be it for me to do such a thing. Only the man who is found to have the cup will become my slave the rest of you go back to your father in peace then judah went up to him and said pardon me pardon your servant my lord let me speak a word to to my lord do not be angry with your servant though you are equal to pharaoh himself my lord i ask your servants do you have a father or a brother? And we answered. We have an aged father. And there is a young son born to him. In his old age. His brother is dead. And he is the only one. Of his mother's sons left. And his father loves him. And then you said to your servant. Bring him down to me. So I can see him for for myself. And we said my lord. The boy can't leave his father. If he leaves his father will die but you told your servants unless the youngest one comes with you you will not see my face again then we went back to our servant my father and we were we told him what my lord had said then our father asked go back and buy little buy a little more food But we said we cannot go down. Only if our brother is with us. Can we go. We cannot see the man's face. Unless. Our youngest brother is with us. Your servant. My father said to us. You know. That my wife. Bore two sons. One of them went away from me. And I said. He surely has been torn to pieces. And. I have not not seen him since if you take the one from me too and harm comes to him I will bring my gray head down to the grave in misery so now if the boy is not with us when I go back to our servant father if my father whose life is closely bound to the boys life sees the boy isn't here he will die our servants will bring the gray head of our father down to grave sorrow your servant guaranteed the boy's safety to the, to my father i said if i do not bring him back to i will bear the blame before you my father all my life now then please let your servant remain here as the lord's Slave in the place in place of the boy, and let the boy return with his brothers. How can I go back to my father if the boy isn't with me? No, I do not let do not let me see the misery that would come to my father. Then Joseph could no longer control himself before his attendants, before his, and he had cried out. Have everyone leave my presence. So there was no one with Joseph when he made himself known to his brothers. And he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard him. And Pharaoh's household heard about it. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still living? But the brothers were not able to answer because they were so terrified in his presence. Then Joseph said to the brothers, come close to me. So they came close and he said, I am your brother Joseph, the one you sold to Egypt. And now do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourself for selling me here. Because it was to save the lives that God sent me ahead of you. So, for two years, there has been a famine in the land. And for five years more, there will be no plowing or reaping. But God sent me here ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant of the earth to save your lives by great deliverance. So then, it will not be you. Who sent me here but God. He made me father to Pharaoh. Lord of the entire household. And ruler of Egypt. Now hurry back to my father. And say to him. This is what your son Joseph said. God has made me lord of all of Egypt. Come down to me. Do not delay. You shall live in the region of Goshen. And be near me, you, your children, your grandchildren, your flocks and herds, and all you have. I will provide for you there because five years of famine is still to come. Otherwise, you and your household will be long, and all who belong to you will become destitute. So you can see for yourselves, and so my brother Benjamin that it is really that it is really I whom am speaking to you tell my father about all the honor accorded to me in Egypt and about everything you have seen and bring my father down quickly then they threw their arms around then he threw his arms around his brother Benjamin and he wept and Benjamin embraced him weeping And he kissed all of his brothers and wept over them. Afterward, all the brothers talked with him. Then the news reached Pharaoh's house that Joseph's brothers had come. And Pharaoh and all of his officials were pleased. And Pharaoh and Joseph, tell your brothers, Do this, load your animals and return to the land of Canaan. Bring your father and your families back to me. And I will give you the best land in Egypt. And you can enjoy the fat of the land. You will be. You are also. Directed to tell them. Do this. Take some carts from Egypt. To your children. And your wives. And get your father and come. Never mind. About your belongings. Because the best of all Egypt will be yours. So the sons of Israel did this. Joseph gave them carts. And as Pharaoh had commanded and he also gave them provisions for their journey to each of them he gave new clothing but to Benjamin he gave three hundred shekels of silver and five sets of clothes and this is what he sent to his father 10 donkeys loaded with the best things of Egypt 10 female donkeys loaded with grain and bread and other provisions for their journey then he set his brothers away and as they were leaving him, leaving he said to them do not quarrel on the way so they went up out of egypt and came to their father jacob in the land of canaan and they told him joseph is still alive in fact he is the ruler of egypt jacob was stunned and he did not believe them but then he told him everything joseph said to tell him and then he saw the carts that joseph had sent To carry him back. And the spirit of the father revived. And Israel said. I am convinced. My son Joseph is still alive. And I will go see him. Before I die. One of the most moving. Things. Or scenes. Or groups of scripture. To me. Is the moment when Joseph reveals himself to his brothers. It is impossible. To imagine. What they were feeling in this moment. And the effects. Of what had happened. And just him saying. I am Joseph. It must have like. Just stunned them. They according to scripture. You never see them ever mention the one that... That they call him... The one that's no longer... The one that's not with them anymore... The one that has gone away... But they don't mention his name... And so... To have some random stranger... Say... I'm your brother Joseph... When they haven't mentioned his name... Would surely like... Seriously... Just be a moment of sheer... A little bit of terror... A little bit of excitement. But a lot of. It's just really true. And then. It really was. Joseph. And so then in the back of their head. They're probably remembering. Oh my gosh. We put him in a hole. We sold him to Egypt. We told our dad. That he was dead. And. And. Then their hearts probably dropped. Because they're like. What's he going to do? Right? He has all right to take us as slaves. He has all right to not give us any food. But that's not who Joseph is. Not at all. He has forgiven them. And he loves them. Joseph shares with them. You know a big meal. And he shares with them. This. Revelation. So to speak of. They didn't send him to Egypt. God sent him to Egypt. They sold him. But God sent him. And he saw. He saw. The whole. Of his life. As divinely guided. And he, he had support he had been supported by the fact that everything that had happened to him had furthered the purpose of God. So he realized and they realized he had completely forgiven them because they may have sold him. But God knew exactly what they were doing. And God put him there. For the exact reason. And he needed him to be there. And Joseph understood this. And so. We have been. You know in the past looking at Joseph. We look at. We've been looking at some kind of. Kind of mirroring. A little bit between. Joseph. And. Jesus at different points, and this is just interesting. So you know, like he tells he tells his brothers, "I am Joseph," right? He just says, "I am Joseph." Jesus also, when speaking to Paul on the road to Damascus, well, he was Saul then. He says, "I am Jesus." Both times when these words are spoken, I am Joseph, I am Jesus, terror and horror and very uncertain feelings would have been brought up in both the brothers and in Paul at that time with Saul. But instead of this terror playing out, both times. When these words are spoken. I am Joseph. I am Jesus. Both times brought salvation to the people. It's a very interesting parallel. Between the two. And a very beautiful story. Not only of brothers. Being. Growing and understanding. And you see. How. Judah. Is trying to we need to take benjamin but if it was joseph back then he was just like eh whatever let's throw him in hole but now with benjamin he is worried and he is going to protect benjamin with his life and so joseph's grown and the brothers have grown in this story And so, you might want to get a little notepad or write this down. Type it up in your things. I may put it in the description of the podcast. But, here are some things that I have noticed in Joseph's life and how it mirrors Jesus's life. Okay? So, in Genesis 33-3 we see that Jacob loves Joseph. He's beloved by his father. And in Matthew 3, 17, Jesus is beloved by his father. In Genesis thirty seven, thirteen and fourteen, they are sent, he is sent, Joseph, by his father to their brothers in luke twenty thirteen and hebrews two twelve both jesus Jesus is sent by God his father to his brothers in genesis thirty seven four five and eight he is hated Joseph is hated by his brothers without much cause, a little bit, but not much and in john eleven John one eleven john seven five and john fifteen twenty five jesus is hated by his brothers without much cause in genesis thirty nine seven joseph is severely tempted in matthew four one jesus is severely tempted in genesis thirty seven twenty eight and matthew two 14, and 15. Jesus and Joseph are taken to Egypt. In Genesis 3, or 37, 23. And John 8, uh, 19, 22, or 23, through 24. Jesus and Joseph are stripped of their robes. In Genesis 20, 37, 28. And in matthew twenty six fifteen both are sold for the price of a slave in genesis thirty nine twenty and in isaiah fifty three seven both remained silent and offered no defense in genesis thirty nine sixteen and eighteen. And Matthew twenty six fifty nine through sixty, both were falsely accused. In Genesis thirty nine twenty one, and Luke twenty three forty seven, they were respected by their jailers. In Genesis forty two through three, and Luke 23, tw- 32 they both were placed with two prisoners, one of which later. Lost and the other saved. Genesis 41:46 and Luke and Luke 3:23 both were about 30 at the beginning of their ministry. Genesis 41:41 41, 41 and Philippians 2:9 through 11 both were highly exalted after their suffering genesis forty five one through fifteen zechariah twelve ten through twelve both forgave and restored their repentant brothers genesis forty one fifty seven isaiah two two through three and forty nine six both were visited and honored by all earthly nations so that's just some parallels between Jesus and Joseph some of the lessons we can learn from Joseph's lives one of the one of the really big things I always get from Joseph is that he's such an inspiring character one of my favorites from Scripture he is one of the few people who are able to maintain their spiritual poise at the peak of success as well as um, in the midst of trouble and even though he is his organizational ability, his patience and uh, through tribulation, his faithfulness and fame and success and forgiving spirits are all parts of his character those are all big parts of his character but what stands out above all else is his conviction that God has a specific purpose for his life and his and neither his brothers nor Potiphar's wife could interfere with that purpose he moved forward in quiet conviction that his life was not merely a succession of consequences but a directed by loving God if you can learn nothing from joseph learn this your life is not just a group of a group of consequences or a group of events that just happened. Your life is directed by God. Things happen to you for a reason. And sometimes it's not God. Sometimes, like in the case of Job, things maybe happen to you because Satan's trying to mess with you. Satan's trying to test you. But you know what? God is bigger. And God has a plan. No matter what's going on in your life, what you may be facing some debilitating disease or horrifying history that is giving you horrible mental, emotional, and physical scars, or maybe you're just maybe you're financial excuse me facing financial like ruin or really difficulty or maybe just emotionally you are struggling. God is bigger than anything. My grandmother, whom I love, she has passed away. She passed away when I was a freshman in high school and I miss her desperately. But she would always say to me, Missy, you don't tell God how big your problem is. You tell your problem how big your God is. And it always struck me that I am always complaining to God or wanting to God or coming up with these things. That's like, you know, in my prayers, telling God, you know, all of this stuff, what I need to be doing is having so much faith that I'm like, God, I know you got this in my prayers like this is happening But I know it's for a reason. And I know everything is going to turn out just fine. And that is what I learned from Joseph. Every time I study Joseph. I love it so much. Because it reminds me that. We look at our circumstances one way. But God looks at our circumstances another. What somebody else Thought was going to be evil. God can turn to good. And what. Somebody else intended. To break us down. And tear us apart. And hurt us immensely. God can use for good. God can make. Any situation. Good. We just have to be willing. To trust God. And have faith in him. And so. I hope you enjoyed the lessons about Joseph. I surely did. And uh, next week we will be starting Moses. So it will probably be a few. A couple. (laughs) A couple weeks of Moses. Um, Maybe quite a bit more. Moses' story is quite long. Uh, So anyway. I hope you enjoyed the lessons of Joseph. And. I hope you learned something from Joseph's life. So just remember to be kind to yourself and be kind to others. Also, smile because God loves you and so do I.